the show that takes place in Riverdale, or actually next door to Riverdale, but definitely after dark. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. Oh, uh, why? I'm Pete. It's so late, we're in different locations on a <laughs> magical device that we don't understand. <laughs> yeah, Skype updated its preferences, and now it's hard to use. We had to download some stuff and update some stuff, so it took <laughs> us longer to do this than normal. Yeah. You sound older than normal right now. Yeah, this... Nope, you sound the same age, Pete. Old. <laughs> Well, I think there's one thing we can agree on, and that this episode of Wiverdale was both wicked and divine. And in fact, that's the title of the episode, The Wicked and the Divine, probably a reference to Dante and tragedies and hell and heaven rather than one of our favorite comic books by Kieran Gillen and Jamie McMelvey. But maybe nice. it is. Could be. I think it's both. I think it's both. You think it's both? Truly. Well, let's give a little bit of a recap where we are before this episode, because there's a lot of stuff going on in the town of Riverdale. First of all, yep. Archie has, is leading 46 lives right now. One, he's <laughs> working with possibly an FBI agent who is trying to crack down on Hiram Lodge. At the same time, Archie has been offered a job working for Hiram Lodge, which he is mostly taking because he wants to get in good with his girlfriend, Veronica. Uh, at the same time, Hiram Lodge and the whole Lodge family is trying to build something on the south side of Riverdale. We don't still know exactly what that is. Uh, with our other characters, Betty's brother, Chick, has moved into her. Moved, excuse me. Moved. Oh, in, oh yikes. Alex. Uh, easy guy. I know it's late, but come on. Here's what I'm saying. They're not the Blossoms, you know what I'm talking about? So... <laughs> Chick is teaching her to be... With a 96 on Blossom. <laughs> hey, watch Whoa. your six. Get uh, it? Great stuff. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, I... I was always watching my six. Nice. So uh, Betty is turning into a little bit of dark Betty, or at least trying to manage her darkness by becoming a cam girl. And Good for her. Jughead is dealing with some mix-em-ups with the Southside Serpents, who have been blamed for cutting the head off of the General Pickens statue in the middle of town. I think that's pretty much everything you need to know going on in this episode. Anything else you guys want to add? That sounds about right. Yeah, right. no, I'm okay with all that. Cool. Great. I'm so glad, guys. I'm so glad to hear that. Uh, we, I want to talk about the Betty Jughead stuff first because that's a little more self Oh, interesting. Wait, wait, wait. wait. We got to talk about how this episode started. I loved it. We got a little AWB in there. It was like a swingers moment. I thought it was a fantastic, fun way to start the episode. Oh, with Archie going through a whole montage sequence of what he's doing for Hiram Lodge and Jughead being like, you know the cliché, which, of course, yep. is his way of getting around the cliché while they still do the cliché. 
that thing. That's how you know a, a quality television show that they reference I, the cliches they're obviously using. <laughs> I was just talking about the music, but you are correct. Yes, sure. Uh, but uh, one nice thing about this episode, I think, is that Archie has at least three jobs that I counted. Over the course of the episode, he's a gopher for Hiram Lodge. Semi-related, but I'm going to say it's a different job. He is a waiter slash bus buy slash toilet cleaner at a high-stakes card game. Uh, and then also he's working at a soup kitchen. So And don't forget working for the FBI as well. So Right. Four and jobs. don't forget don't forget working it with his girlfriend Veronica. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do you consider that a job? Yeah, uh, if you're Archie, yes. Archie's <laughs> so dumb that it's a job to be normal and have a girlfriend. You know, I don't. That, that's just uh, mean, man. You're just you know calling Archie dumb for no reason. Oh shit! Is Archie on this call? Oh fuck! Now I feel terrible. Um, I'm so sorry, Archie, to insult you right to your to your face. Uh, well, I mean, technically we're over Skype, so it's to his ears. So I think it's probably okay. Yeah. And- I mean, his face is great. His hair is great. His body is great. His ears suck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the crazy thing about Archie's ears on this show, I think, is that they have abs, which is something that I really would not have expected. <laughs> uh, that's actually in continuity for the Archie comics. His ears always had abs. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So it's very small. It was sort of a weird story in the early 70s that they've uh, really honored. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, Salvin, you want to talk about the Betty Jughead relationship? Is that what you said? Betty, you want to I mean, the big part of the episode is the Archie Veronica stuff, so I think let's save that for a second because we can get through most of the Betty Jughead stuff relatively quickly, I think. Okay. Am I wrong? I think you're right. Okay. Sure, let's do it. All right. I mean, listen, I know fans are all up in the bug head, but at the same time, the major thrust of what's going on here, all the crazy stuff that's going on in Riverdale, at least until the last couple of seconds, is happening with Veronica. So uh, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, But let's talk about what's going on with Betty. So uh, we start off the episode with her wearing her dark Betty outfit, and she is camming it up. How do you guys feel about this development? I mean... mean <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It happened, and she, you know, if that's a safe place for her to be dark, and you know, as long as nobody's getting hurt, then more power to her. You know what I mean? Sure. I, mean, I don't know. I just feel like she saw that her brother did this, and was like, "Oh yeah, me too." Like what? <laughs> There's no real. They just cut to her doing it. Like there was no real understanding why or how she started doing this. Uh, it's very strange. Yeah, it definitely sets up a lot of interesting stuff. Later on in the episode, she has a a conversation with Jughead where he asks her, have you been with anybody else? And she's like, no, I haven't. What are you talking about? Which is a couple of things, because one, she made out with Archie, but two, she's camming it up. But the other thing about this that, I don't know, I was a little disappointed about, but I think there's still time to play with this. I was expecting that we were going to find out the person on the other end of the cam was somebody. Not not yeah. necessarily somebody that Betty knew, but somebody that we knew or somebody surprising and creepy and weird. You you want to know who was on the other end of that uh, video chat? That was your thing? I just thought we were going to find out something about that person and there was going to be a twist there. It's not oh, a huge okay. bummer that it wasn't, but... Uh, I think that would have been a neat plot. Here's the twist. Here's the twist. 
it was Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I can't believe you're even referencing it because you're busted. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. Listen, guys, I make a lot of money off of this podcast and I got (laughs) to spend it somehow. (laughs) Man, how expensive is that? Uh, do it being, having a cam relationship with a fictional character. Uh, listen, I, I don't want to say exactly how money, much money it is. I just want to say that neither of my kids are going to college anymore. <laughs> yes. Money well spent. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, gotta get that bughead. That's not what that You're, means. Ex- why do they need to go to college? You guys are just going to be a cam family. <laughs> oh, too far. All right. Let's talk, oh. talk about what's going on with Jughead uh, because that's the, really the thrust of the Betty plot line as well. So Jughead is pissed off because the serpents have been blamed for the statue getting decapitated. He isn't having any of it. And to make matters worse, uh, is it Penny? Is that yes. the name? Yeah, Penny, yes. Penny yep. who is the serpent. Weird, you can't remember that name. I just don't want that to. That is weird. I just yeah. don't want to associate a horrible person with the name of my daughter. That's all. Oh, okay. Sure, sure. Makes yeah. sense. I, your daughter does have a serpent tattoo, though. <laughs> she does, but I cut it out of her arm, so it's okay. Oh, man. That's good parenting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. That, that's not too far. That's, that's definitely not going That's chapter far. five in Dr. Spock. Yeah, man, that dude was fucked up. <laughs> he was a serpent. Yeah, he's going to show up this season. Oh, that's really cool. All right, yeah. so Jughead is pretty upset because Penny comes back, and Penny and Tallboy. <laughs> Can we talk about the serpent's names for a second? Because there's like <laughs> Tallboy, who's tall, and probably yeah. Beer Boy, who drinks beer, and Mr. Hat, because he wears Wait, a hat. Wait, there's not a... There's not a real beer boy. No, there isn't. But the serpent naming convention is pretty silly, right? I mean, there was a line in this episode that says, come on, tall boy, you're the tallest guy in the room. You probably <laughs> cut that head off without a ladder. I was like, <laughs> what is this? This is like an improv scene, a level one improv scene. It's a lot of that. I mean, this is jumping around to the other plot line, but uh, Phil yeah. Poutine, the mod boss who comes from Canada, who loves poutine. Oh, yeah, that was hysterical. That was kind of like a crazy improv scene where it's like, why is this guy here? Yeah. He like, doesn't seem like a real person. He's like a cartoon. Everyone just knows one thing about everything. And they're like, yeah, yeah uh, poutine. I get it. Yeah. Tall. I'm cool. Yeah, the the other thing is that I, I took a quick look to see if Phil Poutine in particular existed in Archie <laughs> Comics continuity, and he doesn't. So this is a decision that they made for this TV show where they were like, you know what? Let's name this character who's from Canada, Phil Poutine. Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you what, it made me crazy hungry. Now I really want Poutine, like, so bad. Mm. Would Wait, what would you just say? What did you want, Pete? Uh, poutine. Gotcha. I don't, what are you going you're, for there? What are you doing? This feels like you're trapping you in something, but even I don't get it. Uh, no, he added uh, an extra letter, and I thought he was talking about a different thing, a different uh, delicacy. <laughs> no, no, I just misspoke uh, for a little bit. Uh, but, <laughs> Justin, didn't you go over to Canada since you were uh, in Syracuse right there? I, recent, I actually went to uh, uh, the home of Poutine, Quebec. Oh, man. So, like, I totally, this plot line was, like, right over the plate. A lot of people are calling me uh, JT Poutine. <laughs> they almost definitely are not. Wait, what, uh, what kind of poutine did you get? 
um, the like sort of edgy criminal kind. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. It was like the cheese curds were like totally black market. <laughs> yeah. I actually went when I was in Toronto a couple of months ago now, I guess I went to Smokes Poutinery, which a bunch of Toronto natives were like, don't go to Smokes. What's wrong with you? But it was really good. That's yeah. my whole story. And then I was there for three days and I had poutine three times. <laughs> oh, are you, you're telling me French fries covered in cheese was good? Yeah, right. <laughs> I know, right? A little gravy. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Edgy. Man. You know Stop what? It. Now that I think about it, Phil Poutine, he's okay. Yeah, he's a great character. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to Tallboy, though. So uh, what the main idea of this plot, I think, more than anything, is not about Penny being back or about Tallboy being tall. It's about bringing Betty and Jughead back together. And yeah. I thought this was really cute. Betty basically says straight up, listen, I miss us solving mysteries. Let's go solve mysteries together. Yeah. And yeah, then they pretty. do. And it's cute. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. She she's loves uh, she's bughead for the brains, but she's uh, jarchy for the body. <laughs> well, not this episode because this is skipping yeah. ahead. But they uh, take a one way ticket to Bone Town, if you know what I'm talking. Oh, about. oh man! No, wait, wait, wait! I don't know what you mean. Is, <laughs> could you please elaborate? Is that like going to Canada? Yeah. So there's a train uh, in a Riverdale. <laughs> That uh, it's only one way. Right. It goes to Bone Town, which right. is halfway between Canada and Riverdale. And uh, so they go there, and they like they say, "Hey, can we get any poutine?" And they say, "Nope, you're only halfway." All to right. Canada. So, anyways, yeah, I, I, I'm very no, much no, no, Pete. I have about 15 more minutes uh, of this to go, where I explain what's going on with the train to Bone Town. So, if you could just shut up and let me talk <laughs> about it. All right. So they're on the train, and it's it's really an old. I time. get it wrong. Actually, it all the time, but we have to listen to this story. That's cool. I went. I went to college in Bone Town. Really, it was a great forty years. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! I hope you got a really good skeleton of an education there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why I'm a graduate. <laughs> B U Bone Town University. Oh, that's really cool. I love your sweatshirt, by, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I wear it always. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell this podcast is happening late because our jokes uh, are about half thought out. Uh, so what, what else do we need to say about this plot line? They find the statue head. They bring it back from a crazy junkyard guy. They bring it back. They confront Tallboy. Tallboy and Petty get kicked out of the serpents. Yeah, can we then, talk about that for a moment? Like, yeah. that was a huge swing that happened very quickly. Like, people wanted to throw Jughead out. But nobody was really making moves, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Tallboy gets caught, and he is out very quickly. Yeah, well, also, he went for a very long ride with FP. Like, where does that, where does that mean? Yeah, that just, they talk about their feelings, and then, like, he drops them off at the state line, and then it's like, all right, peace. Here's well, let me ask you this. Do you think FP took Tallboy to Bone Town? <laughs> I, I think what happened was that yeah, Tallboy. Who knows? Uh, I think FP took Tallboy to Sweetwater River to the same spot where Archie oh, and Miss Grundy went, and they went to Bone Town. Oh man! Oh, man. I think Bone they, Town population two. 
I think they went uh, they went down by the water, and then that uh, crazy survivalist slash Cub Scout shot them the fuck up. Tilton so, Doily. Yeah. And you hate you keep bringing him up like he bothers you. He's an intense dude. You got to keep your eye on people like that. Yeah, I know. That's me Probably. watching you. That's me watching you, dude. Well, I'm just saying. Great. I'm going to continue to watch you. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, again, I feel like there was a bunch of stuff that went on with the serpents, and there's a little bit of movement there. But really, this plot was more about getting Betty and Jughead back together. Uh, they, She lets them know that she's ready to go all the way to Boontown later that night. Um, and... I don't know. I, I think there's still trouble there. I mean, I, I like the fact that they're back together, and I'm sure the Bughead fans are freaking out right now. But at the same time, she's lying to him. Yeah, and what about yeah. all of us who've been hard repping for Joni Jopas for so long? Because we get nobody a nice, cares about that. All right, we get a nice mention at top of episode where like Bughead comes into conflict with Joni Jopas. But I gotta say that I'm really missing that, and that's where I want these characters to be. Oh, it felt so natural for them to get back together. Uh, well, I do uh-huh. want to. I would do want to go back and talk about something that happened when the two of them were together, where all of a sudden uh, the sheriff shows up. And he's like, hey, eviction notice is 14 days. Uh, if you're going to get evicted, there's no way you casually sit there. And, like, it just really bothered me how, like, that was a moment, but then wasn't as important as it was in real life. And it kind of drove me insane. Uh, well, I mean, if you want to talk about stuff that's not in real life, that's A, uh, everything in the episode, but B, the mayor in this episode is insane. <laughs> like, <laughs> she, like, we all, uh, our, like, politics in Mer- America right now is crazy, but this mayor is, like, more intense than Donald Trump in a crazy way. <laughs> also, like, she takes meetings with everybody. Like, isn't she busy doing stuff? Like, she will just sit down with any old person. (laughs) Oh, is there a high school student to see me? Send them in. (laughs) Send them in. Send them in. I'll be crazy and tell them all the fucked up (laughs) shit I'm doing. Yeah. She, uh, I'll tell you what. Did she work for the newspaper? Uh, I'll tell you what. If there is a high stakes poker game, I definitely want to play her because she has no chill whatsoever. (laughs) Exactly. Her tell is just being there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she is, in case you haven't been keeping up with the show, she is working with the Lodges to sell the ground that Southside High School is on so that the Lodges can do something horrible and monstrous, uh, which is getting a little bit into the Veronica side of the storyline. Uh, and that's what Jughead discovers, where he kind of figures out exactly what's going on, and that Hiram is manipulating things with a General Pickens statue. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, things uh, wrap up pretty nicely there up until the end of the episode, which we should probably get back to in a moment, right? Well, yeah. sure, yeah. There's a lot to talk about there. Yeah. Um, also, gotta- this this app. Ep- Got uh, pretty religious. Well, yeah, let's talk about the Veronica Archie storyline. So Veronica is getting baptized for some reason? Yep. Uh, No, it's not a baptism. It's a Catholic thing that's called a, what is the, confirmation. Oh. She's, wait, was it a, yeah, I guess it is a confirmation. Yes, she's got her white dress. It's like a big party. That's what happens when you're like 
that age, like 16. Oh, so it's like your uh, quinceanera. In a way, I mean, I'm not Catholic. I have a very vague understanding of this. Someone on Twitter, please tell us about this religion. Apparently there's a pope, uh, but... Uh, confirmation is something you take classes for and sort of prove yeah, yeah, your yeah. religiosity. I, I, did, I did all that. Oh, really? Oh, great. You'd be the perfect one to weigh in on this then. Yeah, yeah. You go. You have to actually take classes. It's a lot of work. And then it's a big like ceremony at the church. And then that's it. Here's, here's what I'd say about your explanation, Pete. It sounds like you just listened to what Justin said, watched the episode of Riverdale and repeated that. <laughs> no, I actually, I lived through the thing. Okay. I didn't get a sweet white dress, though. I had to wear a suit. Oh, okay. Did you sing oh, bittersweet? Did you swing, uh, sing bittersweet symphony? No, there was no. There was no like. Yeah, it was in the middle of church. Like nobody stopped and let me sing or give a speech or like. Yeah, it was like regular church. Hey, come up here, kid. Throw some water on you. A little bit of a wafer. Give the cross on your forehead. Bada bing, bada boom. You're done. Did anybody Did throw? They throw more water on you? Isn't that just baptism? I, I, that's why I was a little confused about what she was actually getting done, because it seemed like a couple things combined, but whatever, you know? I mean, I wasn't, it, I wasn't Catholic, so it was, I'm Lutheran, so it was a little different thing. You know what would be crazy oh, it's, is... It's very different. <laughs> it would be crazy if it turned out that there is some weird made-up religion in the world of Riverdale, because I don't think they've specifically said anybody is Catholic or Protestant or anything like that. Uh, but if they were, like, Lodgians or something, or Maple Syrupians... No, she said, she said Catholic. Did she? Yeah, she did, yeah. Well, delete that part of the podcast then, Pete. Yeah. Alex, it would be crazy for a show that made up a drug called Jingle Jangle to make, <laughs> up, that religion. make up a religion. Yeah. You're right. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. it, Alex. Yeah. Veronica is getting whatever is going on with her. And uh, so she is having a big party. Uh, she invites everybody or mostly everybody there. Uh, she wants Archie to come to meet her grandma and her grandma loves Archie because Archie is jacked and hot, but Archie is feeling, Oh yes. Go ahead, Pete. I was going to say, what if you guys, Archie, Archie's jackedness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a comment on the moment that Veronica had. She kind of had a come to Jesus moment where I don't know if she was going to, uh, she was like, you know, the pastor was like, Hey, do you renounce Satan in all uh, its forms? And she was looking at her family and they were all like, you know, kind of in darker light. And then all of a sudden Archie shining through and she said, yes. And I thought that was kind of a scary moment where it was like, Oh God, what's she going to do? What's she going to say? And then Archie saved her ass. And I think that like, I don't know, that was a pretty big thing for her. You're saying Archie's Jesus. No, I'm saying Archie is like, she said it later. She's like, you're my, uh, you know, guiding light. You know, she sees Archie as this, like, really good thing in her life, you know. And I think that that's – and after that, she kind of becomes very protective of Archie with her dad, where before she was back to kind of being cold version of herself. 
I honestly thought she was dreaming the entire time in that sequence because of the way that it was filmed and everything that was happening. And uh, she ends up singing Bittersweet Symphony, as we mentioned before, with Josie, uh, which yeah. is very dreamlike and weird the way it's going on. And it's cool. But I really thought, again, and clearly I had no idea what was going on in this episode, I thought there was going to be a switch there where suddenly it turned out that she was having some sort of nightmare of what was actually going to happen at this event, and then she would wake up. <laughs> no, that's, no what, I just, that's yeah. what all this religious stuff is. It's huh. a, like a living nightmare where you're in a music video. Yeah, yeah you're in a weird, yeah, it's, it's crazy. When you walk into a church, it all becomes very... You get lightheaded, everything's moving, and the music, yeah. Yeah, Pete, when you were doing this, it was like um, Third Eye Blind, semi-charmed kind of life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. What did you have, uh, All-Star, Justin? <laughs> uh, yes. I, my The religion I follow is super shitty. Uh, Shrek <laughs> is our deity, and so, uh, yes, obviously All-Star plays anytime we have a ceremony. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's each- why you had the guy on the wooden spoons at your wedding, right? Um, what? <laughs> right. Is it a Shrek? How deep into Shrek are you right now? Well, I just figured it was kind of like Shrek is a swampy type, and that's a kind of, uh, I don't know. No, oh, okay. Maybe, was, uh, let's say, uh, and nobody checked this, it was a reference to Shrek Forever After. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, oh shit, sorry, man. I have to check that. I love that film. I have to check that reference. Well, yeah, no, no, don't check it out. Don't check it out. <laughs> Okay, cool. I have no idea what you're talking about. Great. So at this ceremony, the other thing that's going on with Archie is he's feeling very conflicted because he's working for Hiram. As we mentioned, he's getting closer with him. He's getting closer with Veronica. Uh, But at the same time, the FBI is really pushing him to find out more about Hiram, which crests when... Archie, well, it doesn't actually crest here, but it starts to crest when Archie is asked to be the waiter at a high-stakes poker game that's happening at Pop's Chocolate Shop. Yeah, and then he overhears the old, uh, you know, mob bosses talking behind the bathroom, smoking cigarettes, hanging out like they do, uh, you know, sharing all their plans out loud. And Archie just happens to overhear it, and he's like, hey, maybe I should tell. What'd you guys think? Do you think he was going to tell them or no? That he's going to tell Hiram? Yeah, do you think he was going to? Because he waited like a whole day before he did anything. I thought that was kind of an important thing where he would like run over to Veronica's house and be like, hey, by the way, you know, tomorrow you might get shot dead. He kind of waited on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I... I thought he was going to do it because Hiram's not going to die or anything like that. He's the major antagonist of the show at this point. And... Archie needs to make this decision and make this bad decision so that things can get worse. So I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I think it was pretty clear that he was going to reveal this information to Hiram. Uh, The interesting thing I think about this episode is that they keep telling us that Hiram is bad and he's a bad guy and to the point where they call him a monster, but he actually seems kind of okay Yes, I mean, I I think this goes to the theory I was talking about last episode. I feel like what he's going to end up doing at the end of the season is something good for Riverdale. Mm -hmm. And maybe he's still evil, but I think there's going to be a turn where he's not a monster. Because they build him up as this crazy monster, but he hasn't actually done anything bad. 
Dude, what are you talking about? That whole thing where he was like wrestling Archie was crazy creepy. It's creepy, but it's not bad. Also, at the end of this episode, he had a dude off. So, like, what do you got? What are you even talking about? Well, yes, and obviously the St. Clair's, like he caused yeah. a car accident for them. Like he does bad stuff, but I, to Alex's point, as he was saying, I do think there's going to be a turn where he's not like, like what what could he possibly be building that is like so horrible for this town? Like a snake pit, a <laughs> what, like a lava area? What is well, it? Well, and also think about the things that he has done that you mentioned, Pete, that are bad. He took care of Nikki St. Clair, who was a trying to rape several members of the cast. He took care of Phil Poutine, who was trying to kill him and was a mobster who was controlling, uh, I assume, Jingle Jangle Trade or whatever to Canada. So it's not like he's offing or taking care of good people. He's taking care Listen, of bad people. Listen, you don't people. have to def- defend vigilante justice to me. Uh, but when I just was wondering what you guys' definition of bad is because it seems like those things are okay. And, you know, But I think other people, if they found out, would be like, hey, that that's pretty messed up. Anyone who's running French fries from Canada to Riverdale is a monster. <laughs> That person that is a totally legal thing to do. Hey, I'm gonna oh, really? throw I'm gonna throw something out of you that probably should wait until the end of the episode. But what do you guys think about the idea that maybe Hiram is the Black Hood? What? Um, seems weird. It does seem weird, but the Black Hood came to town at the same time that Hiram came to town. Certainly, he no somebody... wasn't. He was still he was still in jail when people were getting murdered. Nope. No, he he returned at the beginning of the season, and so did the Black Hood, right? I mean, yes, I, I think you're right, but I I just don't know what that gets us. It's it combines our storylines in an interesting way, saying that the Black Hood is definitely more of a Betty story, while Hiram is an Archie Veronica story. So, I, like, I don't know. That does seem like a little neat for me. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm hoping it's not that. Neat, like That's super not, cool. Yeah, man, that is neat. What a neat, neat oh, yeah, that's neat. Oh, uh, I, I want to jump back briefly and talk about the the first confrontation with the FBI guy and Archie. The yeah. FBI guy is in Archie's house, and he's like, "Hey, bro, you didn't tell me about your girlfriend's religious ceremony." <laughs> and Archie's like, "I'm so sorry." And that. That is the in a episode, another episode of insanity. That was the crazy, one of the craziest moments. I thought. You think- I also could, couldn't believe after like Archie fought so hard to not wear wire that when he got to the party, no one kind of made a joke about like, "Hey, I hope nobody's wearing a wire or something." You know, I felt like for sure that was going to get brought up. Sure, I think that played more in the scene with Veronica when he goes and he talks to her and. Veronica starts to confess everything that's going on with the lodges, um, and he yeah. stops her. That's that's what I think the wire was set up for, more than anything. Right. Okay. I mean, Archie just is a wire. People tell him <laughs> stuff, and he just tells everyone else. He is. He's like talk radio. He's, he's NPR. Oh, I was going to say he's like the season of the wire set at the school. Yeah, that's definitely it. Cool. Okay. Uh, anything else you guys so want? So edgy. <laughs> you guys want to uh, say anything else about the Veronica storyline before we move on? 
Nope. Great. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, they're, I do still like their relationship is strong mm-hmm. is all I want to say. Like in, in the midst of all of this, Veronica and Archie feel like there's, I, with the, the Betty Archie kiss and the way that scene played out like three episodes ago, I thought there was trouble brewing for them, but yeah. they seem like so tough, so tight, so strong. And I love that. We need yeah. to bring unity to the state of our Varchi is what we're saying, I think. Exactly. The, the union is strong, is Excellent. what I'm saying. Excellent. Uh, let's talk about the end of the episode. So after all of this goes oh, on, yeah. uh, Chick is home with his mama having some tins, and they hear a knock at the door, and a weird guy shows up. Betty yeah. shows up later, comes in, doesn't see anybody around, looks in the living room, sees a lamp has been unplugged, and she looks down, and her mom is on her knees next to the body of the weird dude, mopping up blood, wait, and says, Wait, wait, yes. wait, you got You skipped over some stuff. So it went, weird guest, then uh, Archie goes like, you know, I'm not a rat, I'm not going to give up anybody, holds his kind of secrets, then a shot of Veronica open up the package with the head in it, then goes to Betty walking in, seeing her mom like cleaning up blood, and she's like, "Hey, can you shut the door, please?" Like, yeah, no, no, no. that is the literal progression of the scenes. But uh, I was trying to streamline it because we were talking about the Betty stuff. So Betty comes in and she discovers her mom with a dead body. That's basically the end of it. What do you guys think is going on here? What are your predictions? What's going to happen next? Uh, I mean, it's. This episode, we, we didn't really talk about Chick, but there's that moment where Betty comes home and a guy's leaving and Chick's like, hey, I just had a job interview. Think I nailed it. Yeah, and then he drinks, and he drinks that big cup of the dude's semen, which was gross. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. totally gross. Uh, pretty aggressive choice, but I respect it as a writer. Yeah, me too. Uh, speaking of aggressive, you guys didn't think that was like, like, do we need all those things at the end of an episode? Like, does it got to be... I just felt like that was a little aggressive the way it was like every shot was like, oh, and then it was just like this huge kind of like, this is fucked up. This is fucked up. This is fucked up. Credits. Oh, Pete, oh, Pete you must, you just hate editing, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like I was like, that's almost too much for me to handle uh, like all that like that. Oh, you should uh, try drinking a glass of semen because that's <laughs> too much to handle. <laughs> Um, I no, I, I mean, I liked it. it. It closed up the plots of this episode and gave us a huge nugget to talk about for the future. Right. Which, which is be- uh, Mrs. Cooper murdered this dude or right. at least is cleaning up a murder. But well, what- no, I feel like it's Mrs. Cooper has killed so many people that like she doesn't even sweat anymore. It's just like cleaning the floor. Well, what do you think? Did Mrs. Cooper kill this guy? Did Chick kill this guy? Did he slip and fall and hurt himself? What do you think is happening? Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think what happened was Sketchy Dude came in. uh, Mom was like, who the fuck is this guy? Then Chick was like, oh, I don't know. And so she just straight murdered him. It's like, don't come in my house. Yeah, I, I, t- I agree with you. I think it's either Mrs. Cooper or Mr. Cooper uh, just unloaded on this dude. Mm. Oh, wow. I don't think Mr. Cooper would do it because he does not care about Chick at all. But maybe I, I, I believe Mrs. Cooper did it to protect her son. 
I mean, I definitely think she does have some guilt associated with chicks. So she's just like maybe overcompensating by committing murder, which sure. we've all done. We've yeah. all done. We've all been, we've there. All been there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think uh, that's probably where we're at. Or it could have just been one of these things where like a guest came over and then chick was like, hey, um, mom, is there if you help me clean up this dead body? And she's like, what dead body? And then she shoots the dude in the head. And then that's like. Oh, interesting. I thought it was like, hey, oh, you're coming over as a guest and you didn't bring a bottle of wine. And (laughs) you're dead, son. (laughs) There are rules of decorum. Bring a bottle. Exactly. All right. Before we go for this episode, Betty or Veronica, Justin, kick it off. Which one this episode, Betty or Veronica? Like I said, Veronica and Archie, super strong relation. Uh, love that now that Archie's in the mix with um, this crime stuff, they are locking it in. They are uh, they're doing great. Love Veronica, keep it going. Pete, what about you? Uh, Betty, all day or day. I think Betty just showed that she's you know ride or die. She's down for whatever, and uh, you know she loves Jughead, and uh, she's not going to let anything tear them apart again. For those of you listening at home, we just took a clip of Pete saying that every other episode and just laid it in <laughs> on top. Uh, let me throw this to you, Pete. Betty or Dark Betty? Oh, Dark Betty all day. So you're a cam boy. Oh, I don't know. That's a, that you just made a leap there. You subscribe to Dark Betty's cam girl channel. Uh, I'm not going to say I un- don't subscribe, but I, you can't say that I subscribe. Here's what I'll say is if you listen back to the clip at the beginning of the episode of Dark Betty on the cam, it's Pete's voice. It's Pete's voice <laughs> yeah. coming out of the computer. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to actually choose Betty as well, mostly because it was yeah. nice to see her and Jughead solving mysteries again. That's fun. That's one of my favorite aspects of the show. And on the cam girl thing, hey, she, she's making that cheddar. You know what I'm talking about? That's impressive. Uh, yeah, it's super impressive. You think they solved a mystery? That was like the dumbest <laughs> mystery. Well, I consider going to a garbage dub solving a mystery. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. Like that was I, I if that was a law old, and order episode, it would have been 4 minutes long. Uh anytime the old <laughs> prospector shows up and like gives them what they're looking for, that's a mystery solved. I don't know what to say. Yeah, no, that's, that makes a lot of sense. Old prospectors are the only people in the world who really get it. Yeah, yeah. But you guys can get it every single week on our Riverdale podcast. Make sure to subscribe, comment, and whatever else you want to do. I don't know. Tell your friends about it. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the Pit Loft in New York that's totally free. So please come on down. We'll talk about Riverdale uh, and other things, I guess. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about all of our amazing guests we have in our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at ComicBookClubLive.com for the podcast and more. And we'll see you on the 230 train to Bone Town. Oh, boy. I'm just going to finish this podcast with a nice big glass of milk. <laughs> <laughs> milk. <laughs> milk.